0: Welcome to Talking, Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. Welcome to our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today's episode is entitled Hallowed Words. So for you that are just kind of joining us today, uh, Greg and I have been friends for a long time. And in our pre-production meeting, we had to get rid of all the giggles and all the fun and stuff. We had some technical difficulties. So I think we're all, we're both professional now. Are we ready to go? We are. We've sh- shook out all the giggles. Okay. Uh, we've both been managers for a long time. We've both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed the mark. And we're going to start from the perspective of the employee. We're going to discuss how we have observed others successfully manage these situations and turn it into a, a learning uh, session. But we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. I think this is going to be a good discussion today, Greg.
1: It is because, you know, often what the uh, the last episodes, last couple episodes we've had uh, are, are actually amplified against what we're going to talk about today, either good or bad. Uh, and so this is an important topic. So the title, Hollowed
0: Words. Your company or organization has a statement of ethics, vision, mission, or values, and you experience some or all of the following. There are these old posters on the wall spelling out the statements, but you've never heard anyone ever talk about it. The statements were created, but no one knows who participated in the project. Where did they come from? The bosses talk about them all the time, but that's all it is, just talking. You hear the bosses mention it, but their behavior doesn't seem to jive with those statements. You openly hear managers and employees ridicule the statements. You or people you know dream for a workplace where everyone is valued, but it's only a dream. So Greg, how do you think this situation, this topic affects our relationships and the work environment?
1: Yeah, you know what? I, I have had the great fortune to be, uh, worked for organizations that values and vision and mission were so clearly articulated and lived and when it when it works, it's beautiful. It's energizing. It's focused. Uh, it it uh, it really actually delivers results as well. In in two organizations that this I experienced this, we had uh, profitable growth, uh, you know, bottom line, top line, and market share, as well as some of the best engagement and retention scores uh, scores ever. Um, when it doesn't fit, it's the total opposite. You know, you languish um, uh, a lot of, uh, misgiving, a lot of cynicism. Um, often the words that are up there in those kinds of organizations are so vanilla. that You couldn't relate to them at all or, or pie in the sky that doesn't relate to what it is. It can be, it can be very disruptive and, and at, and at the minimum, it can be create disillusion and frustration because really it's just give me a break.
0: In every organization I've worked at, there's a version of this somewhere. And often they're up on walls, in elevators, in common areas. And I think the process for developing them, of putting them all on the walls or on, um, on paperwork places, I think is very important. But if people aren't there themselves internally, that they want a certain type of workplace, that people need to behave a certain way that people need to respect other people and that we're all in this together those words on the wall aren't going to make it for anybody this really is something that on an individual basis and in small groups and in the organization as a whole has to be internalized that people have to already be there because that those posters on the wall aren't going to do it people are going to eventually not see them on the wall they're going to ignore them to me, this is really about self-awareness and about thinking about what type of place you want to work in and how you want to be treated. And I've been in places where it's wonderful. I've been in other places where people don't even know what those words mean. They've never heard it. You know, they occasionally see this thing. Maybe every once in a while it's in a in a uh, somebody mentions it in a speech or whatever. But the reality is. If you have one of those places you're working in, you already know it, you don't actually need the poster to tell you.
1: Yeah, no, no, actually, you're, you're so right. And you know anyone can articulate not only what the words are, but why they're important. What by living them in our organization makes us unique and how do they drive results? Uh, as it's related to my particular role, my particular contribution to the work that's when it's alive when it's actually living and and articulated versus uh recited uh, or read
0: that's cool yeah so um what are some common sense things as a manager to help deal with this situation so the first one is actually a question are you managing your workplace ethically with or without a code of any sort
1: Mm, Yeah. You know, how, how are you showing up as a manager? Um, you know, whether it's the golden rule or what are those core, um, you know, values or, or, or just behaviors that, that you would expect, uh, that, that are core to, to, um, living a good life and contributing to where you're at, um, you don't need words up on the wall. You don't even need a code of conduct per se to do it. It's like, there are those core foundational behaviors that, that most of us expect. Yeah,
0: I uh, had the opportunity, uh, I was told. I spent some time in professional standards and I had to go around giving lectures to various uh, groups of employees on a bunch of things, one of them being internal investigations, but the other on ethics. I benefited from somebody else, and I can't remember who it was that that talked about this, but, you know, ethics, doing the right thing for the right reason at the right time, even if no one else is around. Mm -hmm. And that was pretty heavy when I heard that, and it kind of relates to this because when we're out there working as managers, it's our job to... uh, have a atmosphere a place where everybody feels safe where everybody feels comfortable that they can get their job done they can be productive and that we can work together and when I first heard that I really wish I could remember who said it that way to me but it was very impactful and that was the message I kind of had to go out and talk to people about but it is important it is really important that we do kind of a self-assessment of where we are and why we're doing things and why we want to be there
1: yeah, the challenge sometimes, I think, is that uh, our world is very diverse in, in now. And so what, what may have been, quote, uh, given from an ethical perspective is no longer given. Um, so I do like your quote as a guiding principle. I mean, I always said if uh, someone told me that, uh, would you want your insert the most important person in your life here? to To hear or see this, uh, you speaking this on the local news. That's a good, that's a good guide, and and that significant name may be your your uh, child, your spouse, your mother, your father, whatever that might be. But that's a good guide. But the problem is that, you know, what I think is okay. What, and you know what uh, I believe that important person would see is so different these days and it's changing so rapidly. So as an organization, it's really important to, to kind of bubble up and say, what is acceptable here? And, and, and why is that important? And uh, how does that contribute to the success of this community or organization or whatever it is? Because the, the old, you know what you should do as a foundation is hard these days because people have different perspectives. Uh, um, yeah, so.
0: And uh, the next one is a question as well. Do you encourage people in relation to whatever code it is that your uh, or vision statement that your organization has? And I think being passive these days really isn't enough, right? You have to actively go out and make sure you create a workplace where everybody feels comfortable, that everybody feels valued.
1: Yeah, and you know, it's interesting because in almost all of our podcasts, we talk about the importance of being planful up front. So actually having a dialogue around what are those ethics, vision, mission, and values? Why are they important? How do they contribute? And having that really solid dialogue up front and including perspectives of different people um, and really getting that at least directionally tight allows you then to encourage people in relation to that. But if you just memorize them and you don't know the why behind it and the, and the what's important, and the, uh, that, that's really, it's really hard to encourage people if you don't have that. And many organizations, unfortunately, give you the pamphlet and say, Alistair, go out and encourage people in relation to our, ve- well, fine, I can, I can repeat what I say, but it, unless, until you make it personal, until you get it connected internally, um, it's hard to encourage.
0: And if the statement is being developed, put yourself in the process and make sure there is real representation from the workplace.
1: Yes. And this, this applies to managers, as it will to individuals, to say uh, often organizations refresh Often organizations uh, need to look back at themselves and say, where are we today? Where do we need to go? And you, they go through this evolution process around these important um, factors. Uh, and that gives you an opportunity to uh, uh, be a participant, be a voice that helps uh, it, those words to become real and connected. And you,
0: you picked up on a point, it's a couple down, but let's jump on it right now because it fits right in. Encourage senior management to have the code reviewed from time to time. Is it current and reflect the current situation?
1: Yeah, you know what? I, I would say more and more the work that I'm doing these days is facilitating, providing frameworks and um, equipping organizations to have a dialogue around what what, what is called a culture code. And I love this because what it is, it is that uh, encouragement from time to time to have those reviews of where we're at. And you start with, where's the organization? Where are we at now? Where do we need to go? And then you go and say, okay, what are our current values, our culture uh, statements and those types of things and does it still fit? And having people actually define what that looks like and more importantly for me is the behaviors. And so in this culture code framework that we have, which I just love, is there's, there's I will and I will not statements, which makes it really nice, crisp and clear as to uh, what exactly these values or behaviors look like and what they don't look like uh, as, that are acceptable, are the things that are going to help us move forward as an organization.
0: And if someone is acting out of the out in a way that is contrary to those statements, you're the boss, and you need to do something about it. You are responsible for the workplace and the people in it. You're responsible for everyone. Yeah,
1: you know what? And um, again, we're going to talk about the employee too, but this is a big, big part because you can start with a great commitment, and even if you do great work up front and have it, um, how you uh, hold people accountable how you have those uh, um, brave conversations with people around uh, when they step out um, and not following that is so important because you've seen these, it's almost like the fading picture on the wall over time. Uh, you, you lose sight of it, right? And, uh, and But it is about, and it you don't have to yell at people, you, but you can reinforce it and you can say, listen, Mary, Alistair you know I noticed I noticed this and I want to talk to you in relation to what our culture code our values our commitment is and and just find out what what happened there and and here's why we have it here's why it's important but that accountability piece is so important uh, because if you don't then the line starts to disappear and fade away and
0: don't make light of it in conversations. So I'm talking about the code or vision statement, whatever it is. Uh, don't make fun of it uh, in talking about it or in actions, because people will pick up on that. People are going to know that although you, uh, the organization, espouses to these things, when they see uh, a manager or a leader uh, basically belittling it, um, it, it has no force and effect.
1: Yeah, and you know this is again one of those things where you know you may be doing it as a joke. You may be being sarcastic. Oh, we have we have an episode on sarcasm, (laughs) Um, but you know, there's there's uh, uh, often it's you know there's there's not too many people that um, are making light of it or or making fun of your core statements. And frankly, if they are, and no matter what level of the organization they're at, you better have a conversation with them. But uh, just don't get get sucked into. Um, that kind of a conversation. Uh, if, if there is people making light of it, have a discussion around it because there may be some refinement that would make it even more powerful. If it's not landing, that almost, almost almost gives you an opportunity as a manager to maybe dig deeper. But don't you lead in making it light. But if others are making it light, ask the question. So, hey, you know, and I'm, I'm a bit surprised. This is important to us. What makes you feel that way? And dig deeper because they might have a refinement opportunity for you to make it even stronger.
0: Yeah, and I've been a, an internal investigator in an organization where we've had to deal with the fallout of when people really aren't following the program and, and treating people appropriately. And it, it is an ugly situation. But uh, if we are going to have a discussion about these things, I think it is important within organizations, especially as a manager, to have these discussions that we have the appropriate, adequate conversation and training around it.
1: Yeah. And the most powerful ways that I have seen in order to bring this to life is to um, cascade it um, down the organization, but also um, pull the conversation up through the organization. And usually that what that happens for me is, is uh, facilitating conversations around, so what does this mean to you? How do you see it connected? What have you seen already? Those questions are always so powerful because then I can say, you know, in my area, I've seen this value this value come alive in here, you know, or here's how I see this linking to myself. It's got that adequate conversation and training your managers or other uh, culture code leads to be able to facilitate the discussion of making it personal. That's where this really sticks and accelerates.
0: So as employees, there are a couple of things we can do to assist with this situation. And the first one, it's a common thing we say in this podcast series, be the person you want others to be. Lead by example, be the model.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's for sure.
0: And play a role if your company or organization is creating or reviewing this type of document, this type of belief system within the the organization. There's nothing better than uh, if you're not happy with the situation or you don't understand the situation or you think more can be done, play a role if you get the opportunity.
1: Yeah, you know what? That role can often just be asking really good questions. You know, so if if your leadership aren't thinking about those important questions of linking it to... Uh, making it personal and relating it to the delivery of the business and that type of thing. You can ask questions around that in the development sessions. So like, um, uh, how do we, uh, uh, where do we see this living right now, this value? Um, How does that, you know, there are uh, online, go online and even search for great mission statements, great vision statements, great values, questions to ask. Prepare yourself, go equipped to those meetings, ask those questions. Uh, bring your ideas forward that's going to make it much more richer uh important to support one another yeah you know celebrate when people are living it um and whether or not they're even in a peer if you see someone stepping outside of those uh, asking the questions you know um, um bringing it forward that I'm concerned about this, you know, or, you know, it's trickier when it's a peer or, or someone who is, is, uh, even your boss and that type of thing. But there is ways. support sometimes means, uh, accounting, holding people accountable to certain things.
0: And value other people, even people that might be struggling within the environment, uh, for whatever reason, uh, I think it's really important to support them, and, and part of that is the accountability, but uh, to engage them in conversations, and uh, we always come back to it. But modeling how you want people to interact with one another, and as an employee, you have that responsibility and that opportunity as well.
1: Yeah, and you know, sometimes you've been asking, well, you know, if someone is 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 uh, making a joke about a value, or you know, even maybe not following something, be inquisitive. To say, well, why do you feel that way? And Or if you feel something different, say, well, you know, I respect that that's how you feel, but that's not my experience. Here's what I feel. So engage that conversation. But begin by valuing. You don't know what's going on in their head and why they feel what they feel. um, uh, But you can engage them in dialogue to better understand it.
0: And ask yourself the question, what do you want the place you work in to look like?
1: Yeah, you know what, if you believe, especially if you believe in the values and what they stand for, um, you have a great opportunity to model that and in order to help shift it towards the place you want it to look like.
0: If your organization doesn't seem to have one of these statements, ask about it. Maybe they do, and it's that faded poster on the wall as you kind of portrayed it there, Greg. Mm -hmm.
1: And, you know, sometimes I think uh, uh, individuals and organizations can be like, oh, gee, here comes another HR thing. You know, they're sticking these things up and blah, 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 you know, the whole thing. But all the studies show that when you have a clear vision, which is really where you're going as an organization, a clear mission that says, what do we do and what makes us unique and clear values are how is it that we work uh, that helps deliver our goals? There are tons of studies that say when they're clear and they're relatable and they're connected to your customer service delivery, what you're trying to do, it creates success for everybody. Um, And the likelihood of being more profitable, more successful, more stable as a, a workplace is so much, so much there. So if you don't have that, um, ask questions around each of those things. You don't have to bring out the terms, vision, mission, values, but you can ask the questions saying, you know, what what, what are we hoping to achieve? What's the what are the key focus areas of our organization? You know, what makes us unique uh, as an organization? You can actually create dialogue, whatever level you're at, around that to help shape it towards that. Because sometimes when you start by saying we need a statement of ethics, vision, value, missions. Some people might think, oh, that's just really, you know, that's just words. And often it is words, but but how do you actually bring what's behind those things to life? Um, It usually begins with questions and dialogue. I like
0: that. I like that a lot. So uh, closing thoughts, Greg, although what you just said was in any other podcast would be a great closing thought, but do
1: you have others? you know, I always have other thoughts, but I think that, yeah, you know, but I think that is it, you know, and again, it's the only closing thought I would say is that um, this can be a powerful thing, but if it's just plaques on a wall and to your point, it's not lived, it's a painful, distracting and destructive um, thing for your organization. So if you're going to go down this path, which is important and will help you deliver success, make sure you do it right. Make sure you engage others and make sure you find ways to support and hold each other accountable to living it every day.
0: What I really like that's come of our discussion today, and and a lot of it came out of you, was this whole idea of talking about what we're doing and how we're going to do it. I've been in a lot of really good situations in my careers, and I've been in a couple very uh, stressful situations in my career. And what The difference between the two is this in the good situations people said this is what we're doing this is how we're doing this is why we're doing it and this is where we want to be at the end of the day and this is how I want us all to go together and in the stressful situations that didn't happen but also I think this uh I think I let off with this today but I really like the idea of self-awareness that um it's gonna be how we bring it on any day. You know, maybe we have a bad day, maybe we have a really good day, but it's each of us when we come into the situation to work together to get something done, it's how that we're aware of how we're interacting with other people. And there's gonna be times when we make mistakes. And I think the best managers, the best leaders I've ever experienced are people that go, "Uh, listen, I'm sorry, Um, I missed that meeting or uh, I didn't tell you what was going on, I'm sorry um let's sit down right now and get it done and there's a a word uh uh kind of in the sacred space called repentance and everybody thinks repentance is just saying i'm sorry but it's not it's more than that that's the first part of it but it's the second part that i think is really important to this discussion which is then you change your mind and how you do things yes i did something wrong and i'm sorry that uh, i fell short in this interaction with you but now this is, now I change it, now, okay, talk to me about this, let's get this done, and you change it from, uh, you know, okay, yes, I dropped the ball, and this whole podcast is about how you and I have dropped the ball throughout our careers, Mm -hmm. and the the great people that have influenced us and mentored us, and, and we get, you know, 33, 34 episodes so far to talk about these things, but it's at that next part when we change how we have done things if you know it's not working if we've fallen uh, short with people whatever it is it's that next step that what we do is is just to make it better we don't need the poster on the wall to do that we just need to do it and people need to see us do that because that's going to set the tone for the place that we work when things go wrong and they are going to go wrong because we're all human we need to do those two steps which is listen i'm sorry this did not work out i said the wrong thing or i didn't follow through or whatever it is it's that next step that's just as important and that's to change the way that we do things to fix the issue and and move on from there so I really like this topic uh I really like your picture of the faded poster on the wall that really kind of Mm -hmm. resonates with me but I also take it from that to kind of the uh, self-awareness piece where how are we acting in these situations and if things are going great fantastic We support other people. And sometimes that means we say, you know, listen, Greg, I'm sorry. You know, we can't talk that way. Or, you know, we miss the ball with this in supporting that other person. And I think we need to turn that around and turn that, you know, turn that into something. But also, how are we doing things? And and every once in a while, when you make a mistake, there's nothing better to say that, listen, Greg, I'm sorry. Uh, I I went right through that stoplight. I didn't do it. I didn't do the thing that you told me to do. And uh, now how can we fix this? What can I do to get us back on track and to, and to support you in what you're doing? I think it's all that stuff. And it's a really good conversation. And uh, I've been through a bunch of um, processes in different organizations where they've come up with these things. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think it comes down to each and every one of us doing our thing. Because if we're all doing our thing and we're all, aware of other people and how we should treat them, and at the same time, when we do make those mistakes, we deal with that mistake, then those things up on the wall become a lot more meaningful.
1: Yeah, you know what I love about that is a couple things. One is assuming that you believe in the vision, mission, values, because I'm assuming that's the core, right? So let's assume that, that as a leader, I do really believe in them. Um, a couple of things you really said really struck me. So first of all is how do you tie it into your every day? So I remember uh, Campbell's Soup, we had some great values and they were meaningful and bubbled up from below, you know, things that we saw and we had an integrated approach to it, but I had them by my computer. And to your point, I would enter into the day and, and uh, they were a touchstone to say, okay, reminding me what I how I need to live and what we were guided by, as I worked in this job. But the second, so that's important that how do you build the habit and remind and have those touchstones so you remember, right? And the second thing though you said is really powerful and especially in today is that whole vulnerability aspect that when you do mess up, cause we're humans and we do, you can say, you know what? I'm thinking about that and that really wasn't modeling this behavior that we've committed to, I'm sorry. I'm learning and here's what I'm gonna do in the future. What that does is that opens up that safe space for people to bring that, be more open sooner. And in today's world, we need to be fluid and flexible and agile. And how we can be that is that if people feel comfortable saying, whoops, here's what I did. I'm learning from it and here's where I'm going. The sooner you find those whoops, the sooner you find the shifts, the more energy and focus and honesty that will drive uh, a much better workplace. So I love that uh, real pointed um, uh, insight around, ground yourself in it, remind yourself in it. And when you make mistakes, own up to it, um, share it and learn from it. And that sets a great model.
0: And you, you actually reminded me of something and you've said it and I heard somebody um, more recently say it as well, is when you're in this uh, workspace and you're working with other people, whether it's one other person or a group of people, or, you know, you're just fluid within the organization, however it's set up, I like the idea of thankfulness. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've, I've always had at my workplace, no matter where I've worked, that one irritating person. And I don't know why, I don't know if it's a magnet thing for me or whatever it is, but I've always had, you know, one irritating person kind of within my circle. But I've heard you talk about being thankful, and I've also uh, heard more recently a talk about uh, how important thankfulness is in your relationships and in the organizations or companies that you're in, involved in. And I think when you go into something uh, predisposed to be thankful for the people that you work with, and there's times when it's like, oh, okay, Greg's going to say a couple things, and oh, my goodness. And it's like, but you know what? Greg is in this game and he comes up all the time with good ideas. And if I, you know, I need to be thankful for Greg because he'll say something and oh my goodness, you know, that is good. And so I think going in there and Greg, you're not the irritating person in my circle right now, by the Uh way, I just want to be very 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 clear, but I think going into a situation and to be thankful for the people that you work with and we've all worked in great situations and we've all worked in challenging situations, but there's always people around us that we can be thankful for that we appreciate And I think going in with that uh, pre-condition that, you know, that people are good, I need these people, and I do appreciate how they contribute and how they contribute to me is going to make a lot of these situations a lot easier.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's funny because this morning, you know, as you know, I do a meditation thing every morning, and this morning's meditation was on um, the ripple effect, it was called, and so it talks about being grateful and Uh, loving yourself then loving the person who's closest to you and then the third one is think of someone who really drives you nuts and wish them happiness peace um, joy whatever that is type of thing (laughs) man that's tough but it is there's something about shifting and there's something about recognizing those around you who you're grateful for and even try to find um, a, a gratefulness from those that that irritate you a bit and that shift i think is is always really important and very tough
0: yeah wow we started off a little light and this turned out to be kind of heavy there greg
1: yeah yeah but uh positive heavy i think you know i think so uh, yeah
0: i think so we went to church on this one that was good
1: <laughs> so Did uh the word sacred uh connection that uh, kind of open our hearts into something else i think
0: yeah yeah we used some pretty serious words so um Is that it for wrap-up? Are you good?
1: I think I'm good, yeah. Okay. I
0: don't know if that's the longest wrap-up we've ever done, but uh, certainly uh, a heavy one. And uh, I think uh, a lot of stuff came up, so that's good. So uh, we hope that some of what we spoke about you found helpful. And of course, we hope that we didn't offend you or made you angry about anything that we spoke about. But uh, this is definitely uh, your philosophy uh, is needed in this situation,
1: Greg. Yeah. So we always end each of our episodes with a great insight that I learned from an experience of an early coach. And I'm, I continue to create it. Hopefully myself and my coaching sessions is that uh, the best sessions is when you leave with a little bit of joy and a little bit of churn or maybe peeve feeling in you. And so joy is when you've uh, recognizing something that you are doing well and you're making progress on or making traction and the peeved or the churn is when you hear something that hits a mark that maybe you haven't done as well, or maybe that you disagree with even a bit, but it's something that's stirring in you. And in both of those situations, there's always great learning. So we encourage folks to um, tap into those emotions, the things that you felt joy and the things that you felt peevy about or churny about, those are good things to dig a little bit deeper it's a good situation to be in. Mm -hmm.
0: So uh, remember, take the time with the people you work with. They are an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time.
1: Take care.